Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream it live on YouTube. We on Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! The first preseason game is in the books. And we are going to recap it. Overreaction Monday. We're going to overreact. Have a normal reaction. Either way, we are reacting to that first game. Lots of standouts. Lots lots of things to talk about, right? Up, down. It doesn't matter. We're all going to cover it today. Also, we're going to jump into the film room a little bit, but in a bit of a different way. In a bit of a different way, man. We're going to have fun with this recap today, Cowboys Nation. So if you want to call into the show... Feel free. I know it's going to be a lot of y'all to have a lot to say, and I want to talk to the nation, or as I say, the bomb squad. Bomb squad! About it. 351-999-3787. What's good, y'all? How you feeling? Uh, you know, the first week of preseasons in the books, and um, I was excited to watch it. I actually had to watch this game via the airport. So I was at the airport on my phone because they didn't put it out. I was all the way on the East Coast. They didn't have it up there because, you know, Cowboys, right? They didn't have it on up there. So I'm watching it on my phone. I'm like, oh, my gosh, can't wait to get back home to rewatch it. Came back home, rewatched it, got the tape yesterday, rewatched it, and we have a lot to discuss. There was a lot of good things to take out of this game, specifically right down there, the young talent. But there was also some veterans that were fighting to remain on this roster uh, that 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 put some good tape out there too. So we're going to cover. We'll probably be all over the place after I get through the first part of my show, but that's fine. There was a lot to discuss, a lot to talk about, a lot of excitement going into uh, the fourth week, I believe, of training camp out there in Oxnard as they flew back. They flew back to Oxnard. Practice will pick up this week as we get into preseason game number two later on against the Seattle Seahawks. So. Let's uh let's get right into it and some something different today. Something different today. We're not going to jump into the roundup. We're going to jump into the film room, ladies and gentlemen, and recap Jaguars Cowboys AT&T Stadium very first game of the Dallas Cowboys season. Now, let's get into this offense. The first team offense really wasn't a whole lot for. Wasn't a whole lot. But Jake Ferguson, smooth as fast, fast as smooth. Fergie was smooth out there, Cowboys Nation, in his first preseason game. Continues to show that he can be tight end one for this team. I don't know why he kind of gets the, the disrespect that he does, but Jake Ferguson is tight end one right now. Had three receptions for 36 yards, 
converted a third and seven early on in the game, made the biggest catch of the game at 26 yards, and continues to show that underrated athleticism that he has. Now, why didn't the offense get going? Well, a lot of it had to do with the offensive line. A lot of it had to do with picking up blitzes and pressure on the quarterback. And this is one of the sacks right here where, unfortunately, there's nothing that Cooper Rush can do right there. Let's take it back, though. This is what is going to put Malik Davis in the doghouse more than anything else. He misses this blitz pickup by number five coming in late. Um, and this is why people are clamoring for someone to do this. Now, Rico Dowdle is the guy that does this the best, I think, right now. But Malik Davis needed to put better film out there today or yesterday to submit his roster spot. Y'all remember I said we're going to carry four running backs. Overreaction Monday. I was just playing. Now, Malik Davis definitely has to step up and come back from that game yesterday. Didn't run the ball well either, but this was the one right here that they're probably going to talk about in the film room. Oh, hey, Jalen Tobert with a circus catch. Put a pin in Jalen Tober. That was a great awareness catch right there. But let's Cooper Rush got the ball out at 2.18 seconds on Saturday. 2.18. That kind of follows what he did last year when he was like 2.2 seconds. But this is kind of the thing that kind of annoys me with it is that he makes his mind up and he's going to miss that. But it's all good. No interception gets tipped. And Jalen Tobert shows the fantastic awareness. Now Malik Day. Malik Davis, you couldn't get it done. Rico, can you get it done? Cooper Rush drops back, finds Rico Dowdle underneath. Quick dump off. That's what you do in this offense. He makes a guy miss, shows the catch, shows the yak ability, shows the elusiveness, but he fumbles at the end of the play. Come on, Rico. Come on. Dumps it off, makes a guy miss. You show that explosiveness. Now, Rico Dowdle, let's take a look at this here. Great effort. By Jalen Tobert downfield. Great effort by Cavante Turpin. But here's a problem with Cavante Turpin, man. He's so damn little. Just runs right through Cavante Turpin and strips the ball. Now, Rico has to, he has to protect it. He's got to know that there's some collision coming on. He's got to put both hands on that ball. Switch it if he can, but at the very least, put both hands on that ball. He doesn't do it. Gets stripped. Ball comes out inside the five. Jacksonville recovers, and that's where we're at. Now, I wanted to point this out. This was something that I said on social media. Let me talk to you real quick, or as my guy would say. Let me talk to you. There was a point in time in this offseason where Brian Schottenheimer said, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to be in the booth. I'm not sure if I'm going to be on the field, and he'll get a feel for it. Watching Brian Schottenheimer, a.k.a. Shotty, on the sidelines, I hope he's on the sidelines. And here's why. A guy like Will Greer started off this game very muddy, right? There was a lot going on. He was getting pressure. He was getting sacked. Uh, it just wasn't clicking for him. But if you've listened to Brian Schottenheimer, you can tell he's a guy that can motivate. He can. He's a guy that can get you to rally. And that's exactly what he did, in my opinion, with Will Greer. Will Greer ended up finishing today at 22 for 31. And I think a lot of that had to do with this guy, Brian Schottenheimer, calming him down, coming on the sidelines, talking to him, and getting him back in this game. So that's something to keep an eye on. He can be a filter for Mike McCarthy and these quarterbacks. And when things get tight, sometimes you need that guy. John Kitna was that guy at one point. I don't believe Kellen was that guy because Kellen was trying to figure out what the next play was. That is what 
uh, Mike McCarthy is going to be doing, right? He's going to be figuring out how to put these guys in best position. But I think Brian Schottenheimer can be that voice for all these quarterbacks, yes, including Dak Prescott, to kind of get them going when things get tight. So that was something I noticed, and I think it's very important to point out if he's going to be on the sidelines. Wait a minute now. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a damn screen, ladies and gentlemen. We ran a couple of these screens in the game and executed them very well. Again, preseason, but I don't give a damn. We didn't run a lot of good screens, but we got one off here. Rico Dottle bounces back from his earlier mishap. You get the lineman out in front, follows the big guys, makes a guy miss, and gets downfield for some extra yardage. So, shouts out to Rico Dottle for not letting that play get to him for the remainder of the game. Rico also had a, a fantastic run on the uh, kickoff, too. So, I know a lot of people were going to get on Rico for the fumble, and rightfully so, but he did a lot of good things to, to combat that fumble he had early in the game. And here we go with Jalen Tobert, and I have here growth. I know this was offensive PI, allegedly, but this is exactly what you want to see from Jalen Tobert, what you saw from South Alabama, the, the ability to get downfield and make those contested catches. And I don't care that this was allegedly offensive pass interference he skied up he went up he got both of his feet down and he continues to show that he has a second year growth and this is part of his growth right here Jalen Tober is going to be in the middle here in the slot this touchdown to me a lot of it had to do with the nuance of his route running he's going to sell that sit down and watch what it does to this linebacker right here that that split second biting on that sit then he comes across for the slant and an easy touchdown for Jalen Tobert. So you love to see Tobert carry over this preseason success. I'm sorry, camp success into preseason. I think he's got this, this wide receiver for locked up. Probably don't even need to see that much for him. But let's not get it twisted. It was 100% the Deuce Vaughn show, ladies and gentlemen. Or as you guys call him, the Smole Show. Deuce Vaughn, a star, was made yesterday. I don't give a damn if it's preseason because these are the things at the running back position that stand out, the traits that I think translate into the regular season as well, and that's the ability to make dudes miss and to be elusive. I mean, look at the quickness and the shiftiness of Deuce Vaughn, Cowboys Nation. I mean, I don't care who that is out there. That's tough to handle, and this was the play that got everybody excited. And that was Deuce Vaughn's about 20-something yard run where he made two dudes collide in each other like that right there. Excuse me, sir. I have a wife at home. I am a boy demon. Look, I don't give a damn about Deuce Vaughn being five foot nothing. He can do this as well. Look at that Texas route. Arrow route, choice route, whatever you want to call it. We talked about this coming out of college. He is going to be impossible impossible to deal with one-on-one with these choice routes Ugh. goes up and gets it i know he's 5'5 five, five. he got to jump for for regular balls but if he puts this on his chest which is a tough thing to do if you look at this pressure right here this is a walk-in touchdown for deuce vaughn nonetheless skies up gets it and you know what deuce you got us down here finish this thing off that's exactly what he does wait 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 i was told He's too little to get those carries down there. Well, he's not, man. This is just his vision, his elusiveness, 
is 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 something that the Cowboys are just going to have to put the ball in. Is I don't give a damn how big he is. And we we kind of heard this a little bit from Mike McCarthy when Mike McCarthy said, "Hey, it was important. It is important to get him involved." I saw. I think it was Kyle on there call him RB Deuce. Look, I don't care where you want to put him on a depth chart. I don't care if you say he can't block. You have to have a weekend, week out game plan to put the rock in this guy's hands. He is like that, man. 100% like that. One from the Deuce Vaughn show to the John Stevens show. John Stevens in the last three minutes of this game absolutely took over. And he did it on the backs of Will Greer going to him. And this this was one of those plays where Will Greer stepped up, got outside the pocket, and John Stevens kept moving, kept moving, caught the rock, got upfield for a 21-yard gain, and said, okay, I'm going to come right back to Stevens. Here's a problem, though, Will. You got to make a little bit better pass and maybe sell this a little bit better at the top. Gets picked off. But this is why I wanted to point that out. Yes, he threw an interception. Yes, it was to John Stevens. But the veteran quarterback said, I'm going right back to you. Nice little quick turnaround here. Box out, catch the rock, secure it, move forward. Next play, who you think it's going to? John Stevens. Next play, who you think it's going to? You guessed it. John Stevens. This time he does climb the pocket, Will Greer, finds John Stevens wide open, turns around, walks in for the touchdown. And that kind of leads me to my standouts on offense. Now, again, you can say there are many standouts, and, and that's and now I'm only listing five here, right, on both sides of the ball. But I want to talk about the five guys I wanted to feature today, and I want to start at the bottom here with Awesome Richards. Now, I didn't highlight Awesome Richards or anything like that, but when you went back and you watched the tape on Awesome Richards, I, I think there was a lot more to like than there was to not like, especially at tackle. Uh, I highlighted a few things on Twitter and I put it out there, but he looked comfortable at tackle y'all. There's, there's something to possibly keeping him at left tackle, especially if you don't really have a swing guy right now. Uh, I know technically that the left guard, Tyler Smith can slide out there, but I really, really like what I saw. You, you saw the patience. You saw him be able to uh, deal with the speed to power. I mean, look, man, he's not a powerful dude, at the guard position, and you can see that sometimes. He's not as technical in there. But out there at left tackle, we look comfortable. And honestly, I think I would I would keep keep him at left tackle moving forward because you might you might have to dip in there if something happens or when something happens to uh, Tyron Smith. You could also go out there and just get a tackle. But nonetheless, Awesome Richards, I think, deserves to be highlighted here. Played over 50 snaps and only gave up two pressures. And I don't think a lot of those came at the tackle spot. He did play some guard, but I thought the tackle tape was much much better. Uh, John Stevens Jr. We just got a chance to look at John Stevens on that last uh, drive of the game. Four of his five catches came in the last three minutes, and he kind of took over at the end there. But here's the thing. It wasn't it wasn't the pass catching for me, for John Stevens. We know he can do that. He's a converted wide receiver, went to tight end. We know the athletic ability is there. We know he can catch the rock. And he really didn't even get a chance to show off the supreme athletic ability that he has. These were kind of just standard catches there. It was the blocking. John Stevens Jr.'s blocking to me was what, in my opinion, showed out more on tape than his pass catching ability. He's a guy, again, wide receiver to tight end. You don't expect these dudes 
to be able to come in here and in year one be able to block well enough to get out there, you know, down in, down out. And we still are a ways away from that type of comfortability. But I will say this. He put the type of tape out there that will allow you to say, hey, we got to get him some more snaps, maybe with the second team now, right? Maybe, you know, instead of getting most of his snaps at later in the game, fourth quarter, let's get him some snaps in that first, second quarter so we can, we can see what he can do against better competition. But uh, John Stevens Jr. and Jake Ferguson, those two tight ends stood out the most to me. Jake, I mean, again, I, I don't, I don't know what more you need to see from Jake. Honestly, I don't think that I would would run him out there that much more, especially if he's going to be a tight end one, which he should be. Uh, but he continues to show what he is. He's showing his growth. Um, listen to this. Jake Ferguson, over the preseason game last year, regular season, postseason, and then the preseason game this year. Let me just tell you how good this guy is when it comes to catching a rock. 33 targets. 30 receptions, zero drops. 33 targets, 30 receptions, zero drops. For anyone questioning his athletic ability, it's underrated. I I keep saying, go back to Wisconsin and you will see that he can rise up and get the rock. You will see that he he can make contested catches. He's a tough dude. The play that he had uh, in the uh, the big play, I should say, that he had in this game, he got rocked at the end. So, you know, again, people get this thing twisted. They think, oh, well, Jake can't get up the seams. He, he absolutely can. He did that. Well, can he make contested catches? That's pretty much all he did in this game was make contested catches and deal with hits. Can he block? Come on, man. Jake Ferguson is one of your most dependable blockers on his team. He comes from Big Ten country. He's a former linebacker. He is not afraid of the smoke up there to block guys. And he put on great tape last year doing so. Jake Ferguson is your best tight end on his team. And a lot of people, when I talked about this uh, yesterday on Twitter, you know, they, they took that as a chance to take a shot at the second round pick. That's a different conversation for another time. But I wanted to point out that Jake Ferguson absolutely uh, has, has continued to earn that shot at tight end one and that spot at tight end one. Let's not get it twisted, Cowboys Nation, at all. And then you had Jalen Tobert, who just keeps making that second-year jump. His first NFL touchdown, I don't care if it's preseason, that's the type of, that's something that you need to continue to gain that confidence. And he, and he just looks, he just looks like he belongs now. You see the South Alabama Jalen Tobert. You see the nuance in his route running. You see the confidence that he has going up and getting the rock. He's he just a quiet assassin in a sense, right? I don't even think there's a competition anymore at this position, wide receiver four. And again, you could make an argument, maybe one more game for, for Jalen and, and not chill and not chill. I mean, this is still your third round pick and he put on good tape out there at camp. He's putting on good tape in preseason one, roll him out there week two, see if he continues that. And let's see if we can get these other guys. Cause a guy like Jalen Moreno Cropper only plays something like 11 snaps or whatever it was. You ain't going to get a whole lot when Jalen Tobert's out there and he's continuing to try to, you know, establish himself, but I think he's established. So Jalen Tober and then Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. What more can we say about Deuce Vaughn? I said it during the highlight here. I don't care if it's RB2, 3, I don't care what number you want to put on it. He needs to be involved. And 
I think he will. Before the preseason even started, it sounded like he will. You saw him out there at camp and you heard Coach McCarthy talk about it a lot. But now you're seeing his skill set against opposing teams. That translates. I don't care if it's Fred Warner. I don't care if it's whomever. Defensive player of the year coming at him. He can make you miss. Now, is he going to move the pal? Nah, he's not going to do that. He's not going to move the pal. But what he can do with making you miss at the line of scrimmage is important. Here's why. In that game, the run blocking was not great. The offense line in general got better throughout the game, but it wasn't like this was some amazing run blocking. This was all Deuce. Deuce gets to the line of scrimmage and he makes you miss at the line of scrimmage. And how many times over the years have I said, hey, when you're blocking it's tough and, and, and you're, you're struggling on the ground, put the ball in somebody's hands that can make guys miss to get those extra yards or pop a big one. That's what Deuce Vaughn can do for you, man. And, and imagine him behind that starting lineup. So those are some of the offensive standouts. There was other guys who, who made some plays here and there as well. But I wanted to highlight uh, these five guys to begin the show. Well, Scott, what about on defense? Well, I'm glad you asked, Cowboys Nation. Let's get to the defensive side of the ball that started off with Wanye Thomas picking off Trevor Lawrence. Wait. Wait a minute. This isn't practice. This is a game, folks. Do you think they're going to talk about it? Probably not. But great pick by Wanye Thomas to start off the defensive side. By the way, starters. Starters. This was Etienne, Kirk, Trevor Lawrence starting offensive line. Doug Peterson rolled them out there, and the Cowboys rolled their second team out there on the first possession. They get an interception. Second possession, Damone Clark and WM Demo, a.k.a. DeMarvion Overshone, started to show out. You are seeing the, the youth and the physical ability of having young guys that can fly around the ball in Demo and Clark. Those two guys had a fantastic game, but it was this play that set the tone. In that second hat or in that second possession, man. Look at Demo hitting that. Now watch everybody though. It wasn't just DeMarvion Overshone. He finished that play and he finished it well. But watch everybody. First of all, let's check out your first round pick here, who is there doing what he's supposed to do. Clogging up that lane, dismembering this center or guard, and allowing other guys to run free. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. Take a look at Osa Odigizuwa. Absolutely destroys this guard or tackle, and he gets in the backfield, causing that act, causing that traffic to make guys go a different route. And then, of course, you had Sam Bam, thank you, man, Williams, right here, number 54, to your right, beating hit two guys. And you got DeMarvion Overshone finishing the play. I, I'm I'm excited for what could be between Demo and Damone Clark. Not even would be. I think will be. It's just a matter of when will it be. So the Cowboys, they get off the field in the first possession against their starters. They get off the field, second possession against their starters. Let's see what you got, Cavante Turpin. Come on now, baby. Take one to the crib. Chargers. Oh, boy. This is what you can't do, Turp. This is what you can't do. After your defense has two fantastic stops, Cavante Turpin takes the punt. Fumbles it, and he knows it right here. His head's in the ground, and he's just sick. He's sick. He knows it. I can't I can't do that. And if I'm going to do that, now i got to make up for it on offense. 
He made a couple good catches, but if you had to do a stock down, if we were going to do that type of show, Kamate Turpin would be absolutely be stock down. And what happens after you fumble that? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You ain't going to fool me three times. They capitalize. You got Kirk, Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence. They hook up in the back of the end zone. And I got here, Kirk is too shifty for McQuamu. The reason why I say this, I mentioned this months ago with Israel McQuamu. By the way, he got most of his snaps at slot cornerback. I'm fine with using McQuamu as a weapon of sorts against big slots and whatnot. But when I watched the film, even the good film in the playoffs, I said, I don't know that he is able to deal with the shifty guys. Six foot four, he's a pterodactyl, he's tall, he's long, but the hip quickness is tough when you're that tall. And Kirk is one of the quickest dudes out the slot, got beat off the line of scrimmage, couldn't make up with it with his speed, and they scored the touchdown. So they decided to see, let's let's see what McQuamu can do mostly at slot cornerback in this game. And it gave Tyler Coyle and those guys all the opportunity and Wyatt Thomas at safety. And uh, if again, if we were doing a stock down, I probably will put Izzy there for right now, but it's still Izzy, third-year guy. He got a chance to bounce back next week, and I think he will. Well, how did your first-round pick do? There was a whole lot of talk online about Mozzie Smith after the broadcast view. A whole, whole lot of it. And I said, well, a position like this, let's wait a little bit. Let's wait until we see the tape. And I think the tape told an entirely different story for Mozzie Smith, who played 33 snaps, had a stop, and he had a hurry. Look, you're, you're, you're not going to see a guy who plays that type of position that's going to put up a whole bunch of sacks, but you saw the strength that he played with. You saw him take on multiple blockers, two and, and sometimes three at a time, and you saw him clog those lanes. He, he actually, in my opinion, was much better than what the consensus online was talking about. And again, a lot of the times, group think can happen. But Mozzie Smith did his job. He did his job. Now, he has some work to do. Don't get it twisted. But this right here is what makes Mozzie Smith a special run defender. Absolutely just dismembers this cat. Who's this, 67? Not sure your name, brother. Takes on the double team. Excuse me, sir. I got somewhere to be in the backfield. And body slam. I get it. It's one play. But this is these are the traits. These are the traits that you see from Mozzie Smith that you say, that's it. That's why you drafted this guy. Now, there's more work to be done. He'll tell you that. Uh, he's still working on his get-off. It's improved, believe it or not, but it, it's not where he needs it to be. It's not where you want it to be. But there's no denying that Mozzie Smith showcased the power. He showcases immovability and he has to work on some refinement of technique and whatnot. He plays tall sometimes, right? He's not firing out with, with any with any purpose consistently. But there are clearly building blocks with Mozzie Smith out there that you see and you can get excited about. Especially when you say, hey, when Jonathan Hankins is off the field, do we have a guy that can continue to make it tough on guys to run in between the tackles? Yes. Yes. Once again, the interior when Mozzie was out there wasn't the reason why the Jaguars were going off from a run game standpoint. They were hitting the outside. You saw some of these guys lose containment, and that's why you saw these guys getting big chunk plays on the outside. But it wasn't running up the middle when when Mozzie Smith was out there or Bohanna was out there. So uh, kudos to them. But Mozzie Smith, I had to put him there. I, I know a lot of people was would disagree 
based off of what they saw uh, originally on the broadcast view. But there's no doubt in my mind that I think he was a standout in this game to me. Uh, Marquise Bell, another cat that I have up here as a defensive standout. Marquise Bell and Wanye Thomas, we can talk about both of them right now because I have Wanye up there. Both of them made plays. Bell had 10 tackles in this game, four stops. You saw him be that physical kind of downhill presence that he showed last year in preseason and a few snaps in the regular season. But I don't want to say he's the forgotten guy in this because he was kind of always factored in into that, that safety room. But Wanye Thomas, Wanye Thomas is a guy who needed to continue to make plays, showed that, hey, I could step up with some of these safeties being injured in training camp. And he made a play. He made a big play. Uh, yesterday he also has some teach tape like mozzie smith has teach tape marquise bell uh, has some teach tape and just like Wanya thomas uh, bell and thomas both kind of got caught peeking inside didn't contain on the outside and that's when you saw those uh, running backs get big plays but all of a sudden all of a sudden that wide receiver i'm sorry that safety room getting a bit spooky in regards to who's going to make this team uh Thomas is, is staking his claim. And, and what makes Thomas unique, y'all, is that he's a roof guy. He's a free safety. And the Cowboys don't have a ton of free safeties on this team, right? So if, if Wyatt Thomas can continue to make this thing tough, you could argue there could be a battle here between Wyatt Thomas and Bell. Or do you slide in Izzy? Again, another discussion. But shouts out to Bell. Shouts out to Thomas making plays. And then you got Demo and you got Damone Clark. Th- these two, I believe, are the future. When we drafted uh, DeMarvion Overshone, that's what I love about DeMarvion Overshone. After I did my homework on and off the field about this cat, I came back and I said to you guys, look, this kid's going to figure it out. He threw all three levels. We'll see where they put him at. You know, some hybrid stuff, some pass rush stuff, some linebacker stuff. There's not really a box he fits into right now. But here's the thing. Whatever they ask him to do, he's going to figure it out. This dude's energy is infectious. He loves the game. I said he has that Micah Parsons love of the game. He has the athletic ability. He was flying all over the place. It didn't look too big for him. He wasn't overextending himself, overrunning plays. And it, and it goes back to the mentality, right? Where we talked about this him with him coming out. A guy who was All-American safety out of high school, played, what, two years at safety in Texas, and then moved down a linebacker and did it well. I don't think you can just ignore that. It was kind of the inverse with Michael Parsons, where, where people were questioning Michael Parsons at linebacker. And I'm like, yo, he, he played defensive end. And went and played linebacker and was all American. That is that that's there's something to that. And it was something to Demo being able to do that. And the, the only thing I wanted to see was where or how are they going to use him? Right now, it looks like as a pure linebacker. And, and Demo is stepping up to that plate, making plays in camp, obviously making plays in the game. And then you got Damone Clark. Damone Clark looks like the glue guy, the the middle linebacker glue guy that you want to solidify a front seven. I know LVE is the guy right now. And last year, everyone, including me, was nervous when he went out because you didn't have the experience. I think Damone Clark, year two, having the offseason, having tape for him to study, not showing any signs of issues with the back, he is clearly 
taking a year to jump. He is comfortable out there. You see him going. You see that sideline to sideline speed. He's 6'3", 240, so he ain't afraid to go north-south either. Neither neither two of these guys are. They they might not be 6'5", 260, but none of these guys are afraid of that contact, in my opinion, contrary to some people saying that about Damone Clark. But Damone Clark was one of my guys that I said, we talking about Sam Williams having this crazy year two breakout, which I think he will. I think Damone Clark is going to have that type of breakout that we're putting on Sam. It would not surprise me if he led this team in tackles, and I ain't just talking about six yards downfield. I'm talking about meaningful tackles, making forced fumbles, stops, tackles for loss. Him and DeMarvion Overshone showed me a ton last year that should get you, or last the other day, that should get you excited for the future of the position, man. And it's just a matter of when is the future. I'm going to just say this. LVE, you better not get hurt this year. You, you better not get hurt this year. Now, now he's got, he has the, the front office and the coaching staff's confidence. And it was easy to say, hey, slide LVE right back in there when he got hurt. Because Anthony Barr wasn't it. Damone Clark needed that veteran presence. I don't think Damone Clark needs that veteran presence this year. And if, and if Demo can just can make plays if he's out there, if he gets the, you know, the next nod, which I think he's that next guy. I'm just saying it's early. It's overreaction Monday. I'm going to overreact. Demo and Damone Clark, I think, are your future at a position. Just a matter of when is that future. And then a couple other guys, again, I'm, I've only listed five, but there were a couple other players defensively that are worthy of having, you know, a good quarter or what have you. Um, Kelvin Joseph, ladies and gentlemen. Kelvin Joseph had, I think, his best preseason game to date. Uh, he had a game in his rookie year against the Chargers, but I think Kelvin Joseph, if you look at the plays that he wasn't involved in because he had the pass breakup, which was a fantastic pass breakup, uh, but I'm talking about the plays that they didn't go his way. I wanted to see, was he with his guy? Was there an awareness to it? He played primarily in the slot, and he did some good things. So Kelvin Joseph is a guy that I think came out of this game uh, gaining some confidence. We want to see a guy like KJ gain some confidence if he's going to make this roster. Another guy, Devin Harper, uh, backup, maybe LB4 right now, right? He came in and showed that athleticism that he has. Devin Harper is more of a downhill guy, not going to be a, a, a drop-back coverage dude, but he flies. He's a 4-4 dude, and he, and he continues to show that he can run. So Devin Harper is another dude who stepped up as well as Isaiah Land. Um, Isaiah Land, we talked about guys that were quiet, right? That need to make some noise. Kelvin Joseph, Devin Harper were two of the dudes, right? And, and Isaiah Land is another one. He showed that sack king kind of uh, get after it mobility, or not mobility, but ability in this game. Now, again, he only got a chance to really get going in the late second half of this game, talking about you know late third and fourth quarter. But... He got after it, man. He put a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Shout out to the quarterback, too, the, the work kid. He was he was really good in this game. But Isaiah Land had four or five pressures in this game and, and gave the tackles fits um, when he can dip that shoulder like you see right there. Now, it, it wasn't all clean for Isaiah Land. There's some teach tape for him, and, and a lot of that is peeking in the backfield or, or getting caught up and not containing, right? But from a pure pass rushing standpoint, he got after it. But here's a teach tape that you're going to go in there and say, hey, kid, great game, but we need you to contain that outside. And, and look, that's tough. 
that's, that's just going to be tough for a rookie. They, I know they see these type of plays in college football, but the NFL, they're going to run right at you if they notice that you can't keep containment. But I think Isaiah Lamb, worthy of noting that he was one of those dudes that got after it uh, there in that fourth quarter with that unit. So, I mean, there's more, too. There's more players, but these are the guys that I wanted to feature Cowboys Nation for my standouts on defense. Mozzie Smith, Marquise Bell, Wyatt Thomas, DeMarvion Overshone, and one Damone Clark. Worthy of a boom. So there you have it. Kind of our highlighted version of the recap of what happened on Saturday. The Cowboys lost, but I mean, we're, we're talking about preseason. Win-loss doesn't matter. Um, we're not looking at that. I, I told you guys the other day, we're looking at individuals. We want to see how these guys individually stood out or whether it be good or bad in this game. So what are we going to do? We're going to go ahead and turn the page here. And I want to hear from y'all on the phone lines. 351-999-3787 is a call in line. Allow me to take a quick little drink here before we get into it. Because that was a whole lot. But I have fun with that. I think I might keep that up here during the preseason. Um, let's hit the phone line and talk to Los First, Cowboys Nation. What's good, Los? Good morning. All right, man. Hey, great, great preseason game so far. I mean, hey, it's, it's just a preseason, so who cares about a win or loss? Sure. But, uh, real quickly, man, uh, just offense and defense. I mean, offensively, you have to like what you saw from Tolbert. He looks way more comfortable, like you said. He doesn't have that first-year jitters, and you know, we might have something with a fourth wide receiver rotational piece with him. Now, as for Deuce Vaughn, man, that's guy. His cutting ability is greater than the sushi chef because, damn. No. Did you see Did you see how he made two Jaguars tackle each other? Did. That was nasty, boy. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's, it's exciting to, to have a running back that can find the lane sure. and explode at it. And, and, you know, one thing is his size. Many, a lot of people are concerned about his size, but... I mean, a football player is a football player, Sky. I mean, if he can play football, I respect him all, all, right. all to it, you know? And, you know, who knows? He, he might be inspiring the other other uh, individuals who are the short kings of this world, right? But, man, this Vaughn is that dude, and, hey, I'm just glad we got him for the round we got him. As yeah, far he was as defense, an um, absolute he, steal. Go ahead. He, he, was an absolute, he was an absolute steal, man. You don't find guys like that in the sixth round with that production out of college, but, you know, the size, that's, that's really it. That's really it. Yeah, and as far as defensive, um, I'll shout out the football channel real quick. It's called the Football Scout. He's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people were talking bad about Mozzie, and I had to really look at the, at, the, at the tape. And like you said, Scott, he was doing his job. All these Cowboys fans that are saying, oh, he didn't do a good job just because he didn't get sacked. You're not watching football. Your, your job in football is to do your job, make sure that at least you get double teams or whatever, and clean your linebackers so they can have a clean look. And I'm yeah. pretty sure he did that most of the game. And as far as another overshone, <laughs> like you said, guy, I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting to have linebackers in the Cowboys because it's been a while since we had some linebackers. I mean, I'm going back to 2010, 2011. And I'm like, damn, who were our linebackers back then? To now have a group of studs like we have, hey, it's a blessing, Sky. I'm really excited for this year. I'm not going to take too much of your time. First preseason game out the way. You know, let's keep rocking and – you know, let's go. Let's, let's be up, Cowboys Nation. Like I'm telling you, Sky, we have a potential to be that team. 
the only people that can stop us is ourselves. Now let's go out and put it on the field. Peace out. All right, salute. Appreciate you. All right, let's keep it busting here with Deshaun. What's wait, 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 wait. Did I get you on there, Deshaun? Nah, I got you, Deshaun. What's good, yeah. man? Got it. Hey, whatever. How I feel? How I feel to get the Cowboy football back in? Man, I was talking to Vosh yesterday. It felt good to get back into real work uh, and, and studying the film or whatnot and breaking everything down. It, it, I'm, I'm glad. It's back, man. It's back. All right. So, all right. So, I got to so make it quick. I got three studs and three duds. So, one of the does is the kicker, and I know he made two of the kicks, but I feel like the Cowboys are so in love about his power. Like, it, the thing about that is you can have a lot of power, but if you don't have any accuracy, there, there's no point of having power in your kick. So yeah, that's that was good zero line. You know, we dealt with that with Greg. Yeah. 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 So I think that's where they're going. So hopefully they see, like, hey, like, we might need to get a kicker in quickly, so that will be, like, you know, handled. Um, the next dud I would say is Turpin. I feel like with Turpin, he tries to do too much. Like, he tries to split a double team. That's like in basketball. Bob, it was, it's basketball time, people know. That's like trying to split a double team. If you try to split a double team, what's going to end up happening? You're going to what? You're going to lose the ball. So it's like he has to know when to come out and when not to come out. Because also, it's his vision, his vision is kind of bad. So I feel like if Deuce comes out and produce in, we'll talk more about him later, uh, produce more in the uh, punting kickoff, he might not be here because, God, I promise you, if we get into a close game and this man calls us a game because he got a fumble, I'm going to I'm sorry, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it yeah. because he, the simple things, it's, it's the little things. I get it. He wants to make a play. But sometimes just get us the ball and let, let the offense flow from there. Um, sure, sure, yeah. And, then, and last one, I, last one. Last one. And then the last dud to me is Josh Ball. He got to get his out, out of here. I'm sorry. He's, he's just, no. Yeah, I've seen too many. I looked at the tape. I've seen too many times where pressure come from his side, and I'm just like, and then you hear Mike talking about he want to get more reps. I'm like, no, Mike, he don't need more reps. He needs to be gone. So I, I, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> so that's my does on it. So hey, my three studs. I'll make it quick. Is Deuce, um, Overshine, and to me, Mozzie. I feel like Mozzie really did his job. So yeah, that's my other take on it. All right, man. Appreciate you, Deshaun. Salute. Appreciate you. Yeah, we going we gonna go through these a little bit quick. All right, we got we got to okay. Let me go ahead and lock it now because we we are filled up here. Uh, J- Josh Ball. So, again, Austin Richards to me was the best offensive lineman. I don't even think it was particularly close. Uh, we need help. We need help, man. I don't know how else to explain it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold on. I mean, it's Josh Ball. Nobody's sold on Josh Ball. Yeah, is he a better run blocker? Yeah, yeah, he's a better run blocker, but he ain't like that type of run blocker. I mean, there was a play where Rico Dottle could have hit this thing, man. And Josh Ball is kind of a – we run a lot of duo. Shout out to to Solari. That's why if Zach Martin and Terrence Steele, there's a lot of duo. But within that, and I got Vosh, shout out to my brother in the chat. Vosh can explain this a little bit later on because I'm going to ask him. There, there's some duo and combos where you got to, you know, attack the tackle and, and get upfield and get to the to the uh, linebacker. And Josh Ball, there was a play. He had to get up to the linebacker, and he, and he just stumbling and bumbling and fumbling all over the place. Whiffs on a linebacker. 
I think 45 or whoever it was meets Rico a little bit behind past the line of scrimmage and you get nothing. Um, and, and there's nothing from a technical standpoint that I see from improvement wise from Josh Ball. He looks like what he looked like last year, kind of wild all over the place and just unreliable. So, you know, what was he better in this game than, than his first game last year? Yes, he was awful. God awful last year. He was a little bit better this year, specifically uh, in the run game. But I, I don't know what else you want to do here. I don't think there is a Cowboy fan. And if, and if you are, I would love to hear from you. That is comfortable. Rolling Josh Ball out there at any position right now. It is clear from a guard standpoint. Being six foot eight and some change is hard for Josh Ball. It didn't come easy like a Robert Gallery. So, yeah, give him more reps if you want, McCarthy. But you need to have a backup plan. You need to have a backup plan. Let's talk to a Pro Bowl caller here, Marcus. What's good, Marcus? <laughs> hey, man, let me get some reps in here first, man, before you put <laughs> me on it. <laughs> How you doing, family? Oh, good, hey, man. man. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Hey, just nothing. Just nothing for football in the back, man. Hey, quickly, yeah. uh, Damone Clark. If Damone Clark turns into Bobby Wagner for us, man, I think that would be the thing. That's the thing I really was looking at. And he, he, he showed some flashes, man. He showed flashes of, of being where he needs to be. And, and if they're picking, if he's picking up the middle of the defense, uh, some of the calls and some of the sets like they say he was, you know, but they put that dot on him yesterday. If he does some of that, man, he turns into Bobby Wagner. Oh, wow, man. We, we, oh, you talking about I mean, that now, now that's a whole different ballgame. If he turns into Bobby Wagner, this, this defense goes to a mm-hmm. different stratosphere. I don't think he needs even to be that, right? We, we, we mm-hmm. just, we just right. need him to be reliable and continue mm-hmm. to make plays. He made a few pay, plays last year. And and mm-hmm. when I say talk about leading the league or leading the team in tackles, we don't want it to right. be. And I, I'm not trying to come at nobody, but we don't want it to be like a former right. 54 on his team where all oh, he had 139 tackles and a lot of those tackles are downfield, where the average tackle right. depth is one of the worst in the league. No, we want that to be right. top 15, top 20 in the league, and we're making plays mm-hmm. in the backfield. We're forcing turnovers. We're getting interceptions. That's what we want to see right. from a Demone Clark. Mm-hmm. If he can just do that. And this defense is, right. is, is takes another jump, but if he's Bobby Marcus, I mean, I mean, I, man, I said my sights high with, they, with, with these guys, man, because unfortunately they're gonna show me too much, particularly sure. Dan Quinn. So they, so you know, that, that's that's gonna. If I'm gonna set a ball, I'm gonna set it somewhere high for them, dude. All right. And uh, yeah, yeah, people that don't understand, Mozzie did his job. He started yes. getting double teams, so he started to get double teams, and uh, uh, once and they finally and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they when they double teaming a guy like that. That's a young guy, a rookie, and they played him, too, because he was gas. But when they start double-teaming him, he's in there making problems for people. So, hey, y'all, you, you all will see. That's why we're raving about DeMar being overshone and DeMar Clark. Give them guys their right. own individual credit because they still got to do it. But that's why those guys are shining because Mozzie in there, in there um, messing up stuff in there for people. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I really want to – yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, you, you hit the nail on the head with Mozzie, man. Like, it, was it clean, mm-hmm. Marcus? No, I, it, it absolutely was no. not. But it's just something that I noticed is it's hard to move this man. Even double teams, he's it's like, yeah, you get an initial push, but then it stops. Where last year, it was wash, right? Like like we were getting washed out of that because you didn't have Jonathan Hankins till later on in the season. But, boy, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how you can watch the Mozzie tape and not get excited about some of the things that you saw on, on film, man. 
Right, right, exactly. Because again, he's learning how to play at the spot. He talks sure. about him not getting off the ball the way he wants to, or the way he sees other people getting off the ball. But that that will come with experience. With, with uh, that'll come with reps, and it'll come with you know he gets an off season on the pro off season under his belt. And you think that's a big boy now? Yeah. Oh my God. Right. Hey, appreciate <laughs> so, you, Marcus. So he's gonna do the thing. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate yes, you. Salute. Uh, apologies if I'm a little bit. If I'm a little bit short on these, I'm trying to get through everybody today. I, I knew today was going to be one of them ones, and, and it absolutely has been. Over a 1,000 of y'all were in this chat. Uh, please, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on YouTube, do me a favor. Hit the like button if you're enjoying this content that we're giving. This is just the precursor to the season, man. It's going to be a fantastic season, and we're already seeing some of it. And this is just, like I said, a little bit of what we're going to give you uh, coming up. But, I mean, I'm having a, I'm having a blast Talking actual football today. Y'all killing it in the chat. Great call so far. And let's keep going, man, with Jake the Great. What's good, Jake? What's happening, Scott Walker? Good morning. Good morning. Bomb Squad, what's happening? Man, Scott Walker, I'm going to get straight to it, man. I'm not surprised on what Deuce did uh, on the first preseason game because I kind of seen him. He can just call me Mr. Cleo because I seen him <laughs> through my crystal ball. I said, man, when the game starts, Deuce and Rico are going to separate themselves because yeah. I might not be an off, a offensive lineman guru, but I know a little something about running backs. And when both them boys put their foot in the ground, yeah. hey, man, it's over. Uh, Rico, he's going to replace that short yardage uh, back. Sorry, Zeke, he ain't coming back this year, man. Good luck to you in New England. But uh, Rico going to do the thing. Sorry that he had that fumble. But I seen physicality from yeah. Rico. I seen that he's willing to step in and make that block. And one of the things that I seen, Scott, were when I seen the play calling, man, I was grinning, but it brought a tear to my eye when I seen them screens. I said, yes, yes, finally, we man. We got two of them off. We have yeah. all these explosive players. Ah, oh, man, it's good to see, good to see. And uh, last but not least, man, uh, I think Curse uh, was sweating bullets last uh, on uh, that game because his replacement was on that field. Overshone, he is the next big nickel. He is the linebacker. He will be. The weapon of mass destruction. That's all I got. Jake the Great, I'm out. Have a great day, Bomb Squad. Salute. Let me say, man, uh is he the is he the next curse though? Because he might just be the next linebacker. Like he showed me he can do linebacker things. Then again, preseason, whatever, right? But he showed me he can do linebacker things, man. Um Bell kind of was playing that curse role yesterday, and again, he led the team in 10 tackles, had four stops, but Whatever, again, I keep saying it until he proves me otherwise, but whatever they ask him to do, this kid is going to figure it out. He's going to figure it out. He's been doing it his entire career uh, from high school to college, now early in his career professionally. Um, I did happen to catch did happen to catch a, uh, a super chat that came in here in a bit of a trans, not really a transition, but ooh, almost pressed the wrong one. Super chat. Uh, the wordologist. He says John Stevens had more production in one preseason game than Sean McKeon in his entire career. Sure, that's, that's absolutely true. Uh, John Stevens, I said this, was it last week, y'all, when we were talking about who I think he's battling? I still don't think it's McEwen. Now, look, McEwen could be the one out. He absolutely could. But the reason why I don't think it's McEwen is, is because you would be redundant then. In that room. And what I mean, what I mean by redundant is Hendershot and John Stevens 
kind of are, are similar. And then you're going to have a guy like Schoolmaker who's going they want to make a little bit better as a pass catcher. McEwen is doing things that they're not really going to do with anybody else. Like Jake Ferguson can line up at H-back, but not fullback. Right? They're not going to put Luke Schoolmaker at fullback most of the game. And if they don't carry a, a, a Hunter Lipke, Schoolmaker can be that guy. So if you're looking to kind of keep the balance in that room, I think John Stevens and Hendershot can be the, in my opinion, I said this last week, can be the guy that you look at. If you're looking to say, well, no, 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 no. No, Sky, no, Sky. Hendershot's safe. This is your guy. You know, he's going to be here. Then, yes, it is McEwen. It's going to be a guy in McEwen that you say, okay, look, man, let's see if we can sneak you on the practice squad. Um, at this moment, though, I think they still value what McEwen can bring. Oh, just look at the snap count. Now, that was the first game. But, but Sean McEwen, I believe, had like 10 snaps, nine snaps, something like that. And there was nine for McEwen, nine or 10 for Ferguson, 14 for Hendershot. So that kind of goes to show you how they feel. Because if they were looking to evaluate McEwen even more, I think he plays more snaps. Now, with that said, going into week two of preseason, maybe they say, okay, let's battle it out amongst these three. We're just going to use all three. Amongst these three, now I think you'll see an increase in all their snaps, except for except for uh, uh, John Stevens. He played 33 snaps, uh, most among all tight ends by far, um, or somewhere around there. I think it was like 30-ish snaps. But M- Stevens, John Stevens has definitely got the attention of the bottom of that roster in that room. And real quick, if I may here, I should have pulled this up uh Prior to the show, just give me a second here, because I want to. I want. I want y'all to see this man's face. You know, I want y'all to see this man's face. Let me go here real quick. Let me go there, and let me pull this up real quick. Just be patient with me. Be patient with me. Here we go. This gentleman. Shouts out to Aisha. Luna Wells. I want to, and we've done this before, but I'm doing it again. I want to give public flowers to tight ends coach Lunda Wells. I put this on Twitter yesterday. Lunda Wells has done a fantastic job in the development of these young tight ends since being here. From Ferg looking like another mid-round starter to undrafted free agent John Stevens Jr., a converted wide receiver to tight end developing in his first camp slash preseason. Here's your flowers, sir. It goes even further back than that, man. I have forgotten, like, when did he come in? Because, you know, I think he has something to do with shows. So he got here, COVID year, 2020. Just so happens that was Dalton Schultz coming out party. And you could say, well, maybe Schultz is already developing, but Lunda Wells got here, and I personally think had something to do with Schultz development. We saw what Ferguson Looked like his rookie year and the development right now in his second year. Peyton Hendershot, an undrafted guy. Look, I said he might be fighting with, with you know, Stevens. But in reality, you know, he's he's a guy that still is going to be on somebody's roster if he's not here, which he probably will be. But he helped in his development. He, Hendershot was a guy that was like, hey, can he block? You know, and he is not going to be a warrior blocking, but he did well enough to, to earn playing time and got playing time uh, out there. Another one, John Stevens Jr., Undrafted free agent, converting from wide receiver to tight end. Not easy to do in this league. And he is out there making plays at camp and translated it to the field uh, late in the game. 
against uh, the Jaguars. So, Lunda Wells, you deserve some flowers, sir. This is a guy that we won't probably talk about much during the regular season, but um, I think it's, it's, it's worthy to note that he, I think, is behind a lot of the development you see with these guys. And he even did it for Evan Ingram. You know, Evan Ingram can't catch for nothing. He's got talent or whatever, but I think he helped take Evan Ingram, you know, or elevate, I should say, Evan Ingram to now where he got a, he got the bag over there in Jacksonville. So, shouts out to Lunda Wells, man. I just wanted to make sure I gave him uh, his flowers. All right, let's get back to the phone lines. 757, you are live. How you feeling? Hey, hey what's up, Scott? How you doing, man? Man. Again, I, I'm just so happy right now. If y'all can't tell, Cowboy football to to review and talk with y'all, man. I'm, I'm excited. Most definitely, man. I've been watching you for about two years now, man. This is my first time calling, so I just want to oh, give man. you your flowers and tell you I show. definitely appreciate everything you do, man. Thank you, brother. Most Welcome definitely. to the show. But but I'm gonna try to be quick. This is what I want to say. Don't don't everybody count out Malik Davis yet. He was sure. going against the starting defensive line for for Jacksonville. Again, with our backup line that looked horrible. <laughs> um, we already know Josh Ball. I don't know if you um any familiar with a living color, but hated it. Oh, my God. <laughs> he just, just got to go. You did not just pull the <laughs> hate it. <laughs> hey, hated it. Like, he just got to go. We all know that. Um, Damone Clark. I'm going to have to steal that Clark one, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, yo, you can have it. Just yeah. remember, Pat from Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> But listen, that's funny. Um, the Moon Club is definitely about to be a guy. Yeah, he he. Yeah. Every every time you seen a tackle, thirty three was near it. Every single time, it was crazy. Um, Jake Ferguson looked real good, and Rico Dado looked pretty decent himself. He ain't look bad. You know, you gotta you gotta figure out the line. But um, um, God dang it, what what was the last one I had for you? Oh, Deuce Vaughn. When that when that this just his first three runs, the first thing I said was, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Like to me to me he's a running back two right now. Like yeah. he's a running back two three with Rico, but he just can do everything. He just got a certain he got a certain switch that he can hit that mm-hmm. the other guys don't really got. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But yes. he just got a he just got a certain he he just he do something special and then his little tail get behind that line, man, and they can't find him, and then he pop out. You're like, oh, man. Yeah, because he's – because Deuce – I said this. Was, we were looking at the early portion of the roster last week, and, and, and again, they had Deuce behind everybody. I'm like, look, don't let's not overreact to this. Don't get it twisted. Deuce Vaughn is going to be a – pack. I don't call it package, but he's going to be a player that's going to have packages or going to have, you know, times where he's getting the rock, he's you know, six, face. seven or more times he's a game gone. because – he has a skill set that that you can consider elite when none of these other guys really have that, right? That doesn't mean that he's going to be a workhorse back, but that means he has a specific set of skills, right, that you can yeah, get involved yeah. every week that teams either have to A, game plan for, or if they don't, they just go and mess around and find out out there. And that's what Jaguars did, right? You can call him whatever you want to call him, Oshkosh, Bagosh, you can call him Carters, you can call him whatever you want to call him out there. He little, but he gonna make you miss, and, and that's one of his elite traits. Most definitely, man. Our running back is really like we went from just Zeke and him to Pop, Pop him and Zeke and Pollard to all four of them. Like them boys look good. 
the, the guy from North Dakota, he he might be in trouble. He he probably ain't gonna he probably ain't gonna see it. He probably ain't gonna see the field. But yeah, I'm still I'm so still practice. I'm squad so intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely practice squad. Um, Ferguson, Ferguson gonna be a guy, man. Seven hundred yards and about yeah. six touchdowns this year. I'm I guarantee you that he gonna be a guy. Yeah. Scoot, he gonna start over Scoot, in my opinion. He gonna he gonna he gonna he gonna he gonna start over uh, Shoemaker. Oh, he. I mean, but, I don't um, even think that's a debatable. I mean, Schoolmaker's way behind a, behind the the line here with the injury. But even even then, like Ferguson is he's tight in one. I don't. I really don't know what yeah, else he needs definitely. to show people. I mean, there's enough tape last year. Is he's doing well in camp? He's doing well. He did well in the game. People doubt that he can get up the seam. He showed you that. People people doubt he can catch the ball and run after the catch, which is wild to me because he was one of the top tight ends last year in doing so. Um, even last, yeah. even yesterday. He he might have not had an opportunity to make people miss, but if you look at the time he caught the ball and the yards he got after it, he averaged over five, about a five or so yards. We, we don't even reception. need him to make nobody miss. We don't need him to make nobody miss. Just sure. catch the ball to get the first down. Let's go. But listen, let me say, let me say, let me say one more thing. Isaiah Land. Yeah. That boy can play. <laughs> that boy can play. Yeah, he got some traits, man. He got some traits that showed up for you. That boy can play. That boy can play, and Hopper look good, too. But I'm going to let you go. Like I said, appreciate everything you do, man. Keep on grinding, Jack. Salute, man. Great call. Most definitely. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm uh, – There's a, and maybe we'll do this another day, but there are definitely – and we talked about them, a handful of them. Uh, there were definitely a number of young guys, down roster guys, that, okay, let's see them creep up. And not necessarily depth chart-wise, but let's see them creep up in, in the game when they get a chance to get out there. Uh, cause so you can play against a little bit better competition just for evaluation purposes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love what, what Land did. I love what Stevens did. Now, let's see that against higher competition so we can get a better evaluation moving forward because they did well enough, especially uh, John Stevens kind of just took over in, in that last three minutes of the game. And um, Will Greer was like, hey, man, look, I've been throwing at this guy all camp. He's been fantastic. That's my guy. Right. It was Noah Brown, Cooper Rush last year. This year is uh, Will Greer and John Stevens. And he came through for him, man. It made made quality catches. And and again, from a receiving standpoint, that didn't even stood out to me because those were just standardized receptions. It was the blocking. Can can he progress? And again, we talked about Lunda Wells. Can he progress as a blocker enough to where they can trust him if need be? That's going to be honestly the thing that we should be watching moving forward with it. All right, we got six, seven, eight on the horn. What's good, six, seven, eight? Hey, what's going on, Scott? Can you hear me very well? I can hear you fine. Okay, cool. Let me uh make this quick because I might run into some bad reception. Okay. Oh, uh, okay, cool. So, um, uh, like, okay, after the game, I felt so much excited for this team for this year, for this season, and beyond. And I'm gonna tell you the reason why, real quick, because Overshawn, man, Overshawn, man, he, oh my gosh! In year one, he showed me even leadership, hiding the team up. Yeah, I said, that's what I'm talking that, about, that bro. Energy, I said boy. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, and then made a big play with it. Mm-hmm. Lot, because of Mozzie Smith too, man. I said, man, let's go, man, let's yeah. go. Okay, and then. Then, too, as well, uh, I'm not surprised at all at Deuce Vaughn because, like I said, like, I know you ain't surprised either. Like, no. for the people that are ones that really scouted Deuce Vaughn, y'all already know what y'all going to be getting. You yeah. already know what you're going to be getting for Deuce Vaughn. He's going to do everything. He's very electric, just as Tony Pollard. All thing about it, he's just short. Just like Vaughn said, 
Yeah, short. That's it. And I'm five four two as well. I'm young. I'm a little too so. Y'all stop playing my uh, my cousin, man. Y'all better stop playing my twin. <laughs> hey, look. So, yeah, uh, cause uh, hey. Oh, no. Don't 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 let us uh, fool you now. now listen, I, I made a tweet right because I'm I'm a vertically challenged uh-huh. brother as well. I made a tweet on Twitter. I said, "Man, I did the I did the meme where I was like the clapping because I was you know happy tears." I said, "Man, shout out to my right. vertically my vertically challenged brother that went out there and showed out and let everybody know size does not matter." In that department. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Oh, you did say that. I seen it. In that department. That's all. I seen it. I seen it. And then one more thing, too, sir. Um, Yes, uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to cut Cindy if if, if I was if I was uh, Mike. Cut I'd who? get ready to cut Cindy because uh, Cindy. Oh, send me. Send me. Send me. I thought you said Cindy. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, Cindy, because um, it's it just I don't see nothing special with him, man. He uh-huh. just catch the ball. Like, uh, if he catch the ball. If he catch the ball, then that's it. I don't see nothing special or anything like that. I still like I still like Brooks. I still like Brooks a little bit more better than Cindy. So so let me say, and this is what's interesting about preseason. Brooks, did, I don't know if it was maybe the quarterbacks, whatever, but he didn't really get a chance yes. to kind of get going in that game. He didn't. Where Simi did. Simi had a couple catches in this game, uh, big catches too, converted first downs, big plays or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how do we do we not acknowledge that? Because I know we're we're definitely down on Simi's camp. It was an up and down camp, right? But I wouldn't say this was an up and down game. I think he came through when he when he had to, but it wasn't like it was eye popping. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't Jalen Tobert, right? You know what I mean? So is it enough mm-hmm. to move the needle between Simi and Jalen? Here's what I will say though, brother. I will say we can't ignore it, and and yes, he is making up that ground that he lost from Jalen Brooks. So that competition is still on. It's not over. We still have two more games right. in training camp. So now let's see how they carry that over to training camp, and let's see who who makes the jump next week. Yes, that, and that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is right now is I'm still – let the preseason continue yeah. going right now. It's just – but right now I, I'm, I'm still like a little bit of Brooks. I just feel like with that Prescott throwing the ball to him, I can see him playing a lot better, a lot better than Simi. That's all I'm saying. But, oh, yeah, oh, thank you, wrong, though, Scott. Appreciate that's, it, man. You salute, have a good one. Salute. Hey, Brother L, that's dead wrong, bro. Why you doing me like that? Brother L said, by the way, man, y'all still 1K up in here. We say this in, in Harrisburg, 1K. Hit that like button. Come on, Brother L. Brother L said, well, if I ever lose anything in my air vents, I'll call Deuce or Sky to handle it. Now, wait a minute, sir. I thought we were better than that. Anyway, let's get back to the lot. Uh, five, six, one. What it is? What it do? Hey, good morning, man. This is uh, this is Florida Cowboy, man. First time caller, long time listener. Um, one thing I want to call out is that I don't think people understand what they're seeing right now with all shown. For me, at least, he was a, a guy we were thinking about as a, more of a project and yeah. not really playing this year yeah. as much. Now, what we're seeing, this thing has been fast-tracked. So, hey. to your point earlier, man, LVE, don't get hurt. <laughs> hey, fam, <I'm, laughs> I'm I saying. will raise my hand. I was one that said, I don't know where to box this dude at right now because you can't, right? There's nowhere to put him in a box. And, and, and he's probably going to be like a package player or whatever, maybe downhill year one. I said, I just, I just don't know yet. Let me just see what they do when they get out there. He got out there at camp. He gets out there at preseason. I'm like, hey, dog, like this, this might not be no, oh, hey, we'll bring him in here to rush the passer. 
this might be one of those situations where if LVE or Damone Clark go down, Overshone can go in there and make some plays for you. So, you know, I'll be the first to admit that I was waiting to see what he was going to be. And this this first game, I know it's preseason, right? But from a linebacker standpoint, I saw a lot of great things in, in him continuing to develop at that position. That got me excited to the point where it's like, is it is the future closer than than later? Like, is it sooner rather than later, bro? It it it, it could be. So LVE better stay healthy. Absolutely. And one last thing before you wrap, man. Um, let's just say, man, Catboy's uh <laughs> love child. Um, he's a problem. I would love to see him get some looks with Dak at some point. Who's but that? at some point, man, <laughs> John Stephen Jones. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> I got it. I got you. I got you. John Stevens. He actually got a son, I think, John Stevens uh Jones Jr. But yeah, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. He might have he might have one more that that uh peaked up on our roster, but uh love child. he get out there with the uh the ones. <laughs> he get out there with the ones, man. I would love to see what he can do. Big body, nice frame control and maybe can block a little bit. Could be a problem, man. Keep up the great work, you so, and watch. I'll tap in with y'all later. Florida Cowboy out. Hey, good stuff. Vach show going to be so far. Oh, I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, man, I think he's one of those dudes where, and again, maybe we'll talk about this in another show where he's a guy that has earned through this game, obviously in camp, earned the right to creep back up there. Let's now let's see him with, instead of in the bottom of the ninth inning, right? The bottom of the fourth quarter, let's see him in the second quarter, right? With, with probably still be Will Greer, um, and honestly, I don't mind if it's Will Greer. I just want to see the competition. I don't really, because he, he's not playing with Dak. Dak's not going to play out there, and and your guy is your guy. I'm talking about uh, Jake Ferguson. But Will Greer, Cooper Rush, I don't really think that matters from a quarterback standpoint. I want to see him against the other guys, the, the, the competition, right? So instead of playing against the practice squad, I want to see him against the second team, you know, or somebody's first team if, if he has a chance to be out there. Because, again, I don't need to see any more from Jake. I don't. This guy, he's only a second year. He needs more reps. What, what more do you want? He's got film last year. He showed you in week one. He only played in preseason. He only played 10 snaps anyway. I mean, what, what more do you want to see? So I'm at the point where it's like, hey, look, maybe you get him out there for one more series. And, and then you let, you know, Luke Schoolmaker, who, by the way, Luke, Luke, you know, he got out there, made a catch. And he looks like the, the. Foot injury is not bothering him. So um, we want to see Luke get more, honestly. I mean, we talk about John Stevens. Yeah, let him creep up there too. But, hey, Jake, have a seat. I don't really need to see more from you. Let's see more from Luke. Let's see more from John Stevens. Let's see Peyton Hendershot kind of make a little bit of noise here. Let's see these other tight ends. So, yeah, I'm with you. I would like to see him with better competition. But I still got 561. I forgot to mute. Uh, my writing brother in 214, we're going to hit these... Um, Hit these super chats. What's good, uh, Mr. Ronnie? That's the name, Mr. Ronnie. What's up, Mr. Ronnie? How you doing? Good morning. God bless you and the show and your family. Thank you, sir. And your boy, Vaz, and his family. Thank you. I just want to say I love the way, you know, even though it's preseason, but I like the way McCartney was calling the game. You can see a difference already. And Jamal Clark, to me, he was the best player of the defense, you know, even though it was preseason. Overshawn's going to be a beast. And I think Jalen Turbert, now we're going to really see him develop because being that he got better routes that he can run, it's not those crazy routes that um, Kellen Moore have him running. 
he's going to be something special too. And Deuce Vaughn, people shouldn't be not, they shouldn't be surprised with him because he he's a special talent. And I'm not comparing him to Barry Sanders, but there's this one run that he did where he stopped doing the drop of a dime I mean, and did like that shake move. I mean, and everybody's not born with that gift. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you know where I'm coming from, right, Will? Oh, 100%. He, he has an elite trait. I'm not saying he's yeah, elite, he but he has I mean, an elite he, trait, bro. Okay. Like, there's not many dudes in the, in the league that can stop on a dime like him and make dudes miss, and he's a rookie. But again, he's a running back. This is why I say... You know, rookie running backs to come in here and they can produce for you because it's a position that's a young man's game. And that is one of the most heaviest trait based positions in the league because they're not really it's about what's happening in front of them. And if it's not blocked up, well, can you make somebody miss and Deuce can do it? Yeah, and exactly. Being that he's so small and the way and what I like is his patience, you yeah. know, the way when he that he lets the block sets up, then he picks his hole. And that's that's the sign of a great running back. Because, you know, a lot of running backs, they come in, they want to run in quick. You know, sure. he knows. He's he's good. And also, too, I got one more thing. People relax with Mozzie. Mozzie did a great job. I mean, it wasn't perfect. But did you see all the double teams that he was picking up that let a lot of linebackers run free? I mean, yeah. and, and people who know football, it, it, that's it his job. job. Yeah, exactly. That's his job. But what do people want him to do? Just wreck everything in front of him? Nah, he he's going to be good for it, and like I I like what um McCartney's doing with that offense. Did you notice? Even though it's a preseason game, but it wasn't like you, the play calling was good play calling. It wasn't like you was like, okay, what the heck is going to happen next? Did um, you feel? Did you feel like that vibe? So so I, I I would admit I don't I don't watch preseason for the play calling, um mm-hmm. because you you're vanilla. You're not trying to give. You're not giving. You're not doing yeah, anything yeah, that's yeah. going to show you anything in the preseason. So, or I'm sorry, in a regular season. So I'm not looking at flow. I'm not looking at tendencies. I'm just looking at how are these dudes executing it because you're not giving away anything. So, I mean, only thing I will say is that hey, we saw some screens. We did see more. Yeah, more yeah, of, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's yeah. That's what I'm trying to come at because we wasn't doing nothing crazy. Even though, like you said, vanilla, but we wasn't doing nothing crazy. That that that's what made me feel better. But that's all I got for today, my brother. And God bless you and your brother, um, Raj. And always keep up the good work. And you know how you know you know how we do PA all the way. Yes, sir. Seven one seven. Stand all up. Right. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, there's there's really not much to gain from a play calling standpoint in, in preseason. Um, and I thought this was ironic. This was hilarious, honestly, more than ironic. So y'all know what the very first play of the game was. It was all curls. <laughs> all curls. Like all four. One, two, three, four across. Sticks. All curls. So, and I don't know. And, the, and look, I'm, this is just sadistic side of me. I'm wondering. Mike McCarthy do that on purpose. But no. Um, so, yeah, I'm not taking away anything from a play calling standpoint. You're not going to, you're not going to get anything. But. I wanted to see, hey, did we see any of the West Coast stuff in there? And we did. We we saw some West Coast stuff, and you saw uh, Cooper Rush and Will Greer get the ball out quicker. That's in. That's because of West Coast. Here's another thing you saw. You saw these wide receivers playing way more faster than they have been over the years. These young guys playing way more sure of themselves 
And all the way down to Dennis Houston, who who had a series in there where it was, hey, Dennis Houston, Dennis Houston, Dennis Houston. All these guys were boom, 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 um, and and playing way more confident than before. And I think a lot of that has to do with the with the scheme. But I think the the true test of the play calling aspect will come week ones to to week four, right? Will where we'll be able to get game plan uh, tendencies. We'll be able to see from a schematic standpoint, more concepts and whatnot, but uh, it was tough to, it's going to be tough in preseason, man. They're not, they're not giving you anything, but I do want to go back to this. I absolutely do want to go back to this because this was again, a very underrated aspect of this game was, was Schottenheimer being down there on the sidelines, right? And, and getting Will Greer back in this thing. Will Greer was frustrated. You saw it. The pressure was terrible. Um, he just couldn't. He, he was just flustered. And having Brian Schottenheimer down there to me, man, it could be a big deal moving forward. And, and again, this is what I put on Twitter about it. I said, random thing I like seeing from today's game. Shotty talked about whether he'd be in the booth or on the sideline. He's on the sidelines today, and he's very active with the quarterbacks. Shotty as a third eye. And a guy who has the natural energy to motivate and push you could be a bonus come game day. What do I mean by that, Scott? Or what do you mean by that, Scott? Let's just say there. I don't think that was the, the, the bottom part. Motivate and push you. That wasn't the case previously, right? Um, but the third eye. This is interesting because as a coordinator, this is why I always wanted Kellen in the booth because he's a. He's a smart guy, right? This is something where, hey, if I see it, I can. He's not a field guy. He, he hasn't he hasn't played enough. He hasn't coached long enough to understand field. He's a these are my plays. This is what I think is going to work. We're going to try to outsmart him or whatever. We're going to run what I run. That's why I want him in a booth because he can see this and be like, you know what? That ain't working, but we can maybe get him here. Or Schottenheimer been around this thing. He's been here for in the league for 20 something years, 20 something years. He he's been in the booth. He's been on the ground. He's been everywhere. The difference. He's not calling plays. Right. And it didn't hit me until I saw Schottenheimer out there. It did not hit me until I saw this. Cause I was like, Hey man, let's get shot in the booth so he can phone down there. Hey coach, this is what we saying. Boom, 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 boom. But I was like, you know what? I don't McCarthy has never been in the booth. He's been a fine play caller. I need to be in the booth. Schottenheimer's not going to call plays. And, and in reality, when you're in the, in the heat of the battle, you're not going to be able to get everything down there every, after every single play. You're going to have spots where you, you can say this and say that. Where can he be best utilized? It's down there. Why? Because he can do this. And he's a guy that Dak can look to and, hey, I'm listening. Again, no offense to the previous, but that was my teammate. That was my roommate. That was my my buddy. Shoddy ain't sugarcoating a damn thing. Hey, Dak, we don't want that read right here. Check it down. If it has to be delivered that way. Or, hey, man, I know we completed it here, but next time, look off the safety and we got this post coming backside. Or just flat out, that's what I'm talking about, Dak. Let's get it, baby. Can you imagine the other? Like, he's not. 
pushing you in that manner. Again, no knock, but not everybody is built like that. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody can, can, can lead in that way. Listen to Schottenheimer. Go listen to him. And McCarthy's going to do the same thing. He's, he's going to hold Dak accountable as well, but McCarthy has to think big picture, right? He has to also worry about the receivers and worry about the play calling and worry about just the big picture, game management and whatnot. So having Shoddy be that third eye and that filter that can relay what Mike McCarthy wants to do down to his quarterbacks and down to Dak Prescott is, is something small on game day that can make a big difference when things get tight. I mean, how many times have we saw, you know, and again, you don't have to do this after every play, but I watch Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy constantly, constantly, constantly with their quarterback, Pat Mahomes. Sean Payton constantly with uh, Drew Brees, right? McVay, Shanahan, these guys are involved with the cues. We didn't really see that before. I think we'll see that this year uh, with Shadi, with McCarthy. They're, they're going to be, and because again, they have the experience. They, not saying bro was afraid, but I mean, that ain't that ain't who he is. But they have the, the gall as well to kind of say, hey, I know what it takes to get somewhere you and we have not been as a unit. So listen to me when I talk. Last call of the day. What's good, 214? Hey, morning, Scott. Good morning. That was a great perspective for uh, uh, Scotty. And Scotty been on the sideline. I didn't even think about that last night or when the game was going on. Thank you. I will, uh, the reason why I was calling in is because I was thinking about uh, three overreactions. But Let's do the, it. Uh, I, do, I do see, first off, I do see uh, what you just talked about. I do see Scotty Martin, uh, uh, sorry, Scotty. McCarthy, um, Coach McCarthy, and Dak being inside joke guys. So that first play being stick routes, as you mentioned, was for for sure a <laughs> troll job. You think it was a little bit trolling, guys? But I thought that was it. <laughs> you know, it was trolling there, yeah, but the three other reactions, real quick, are uh, obviously we all saw the third and one from Overshone stop. Uh, that's that's a huge play. I remember I called it last year, and we were seeing Demon Clark make some uh, really really fast plays. And I think Overson is for sure taking uh, Vanderesh's job. We saw first day at Pat, Vanderesh is working on the edge, so that could be something there. But uh, another overreaction is Stevenson not not only dominating that last drive, but it's fourth down, and, I mean, everyone knows where the ball is going, and he still finds a way to get open. I mean, that's, that's just as big as that third and one play. And the, the last overreaction is not only the missed field or an extra point, but you kick the ball off, one of them goes through the back of the end zone, and then the, the next one doesn't even make it to the, the you know, the, the end line or the uh, front of the end zone. And so that's that's two huge red flags. Those two plays happen too often in the game. I think the kicker's got to go right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Aubrey is, look, you, you can't miss the easy ones. I know he has a leg that, honestly, we didn't really get a chance to see at camp, but he booted a 56-yarder pregame and then, he was booming these kicks out of bounds uh, during the kickoff. So, again, they like a big leg. So, I think he's still going to be here. And he, and he made up for the missed kick. But, you know, you, you can't miss. Not not in this time where we're looking for, you know, quality at the position. So, I wonder if they're going to go out and bring in more competition. So, we'll see. Yes, sir. I appreciate everything, Scott. You have a good one. All right, man. Good stuff from 2-1-4. Now to do it 
uh, for the phone calls today, man. Really good timing, honestly. Y'all were smooth with them. We got good conversation with it. Uh, The chat has been absolutely fantastic. So let's go ahead and get to some of these super chats. That's my guy. Super chat. Super chats. Uh, Chris, a.k.a. We don't watch them three or fours. Did you notice Clark on the edge a few times? Another thing that Clark can do, right? Uh, He did that last year. In fact, one of his, I think it was during the Bears game. uh, One of his best plays was rushing the passer and he got, I think it was, Justin Fields. He got Justin Fields to kind of come off his read and pressured him, and he didn't get the sack, but that was from blitzing off the edge. But, yeah, I think you're going to see Damone. You'll see DeMarvion, obviously, LBE. They're, they're going to have some plays run on the edge, um, just like they did last year. Randy. Super chat. Stites. Drop five. So, do you feel Deuce has elevated to RB2 conversation? Well, I mean, if you go, if you look at our... Uh, Thing right here. RB Deuce. Look, man, I I don't care what you want to call it. You can call it RB2. You can call it RB3. You can call it special players, special pack, whatever. Deuce needs to get the rock on game day, say, seven minimum to ten times. Right? Seven to damn ten times. I'm that that's that minimum, right? So there still seems to be this this. Overall consensus, hey, we need a power guy. Fair. If you, if you don't believe Rico is that guy, I would like to see Rico uh, take more attempts at that. But again, I said this last week when I was talking about, hey, we're going to see four on this roster. And I, and look, I joked earlier and said, throw that out the window. Let's be honest. More data has now been presented that I don't know. At this moment, August 14th, I don't know about no damn four running backs. Malik Davis is going to have to step up next week. And I, I know the caller say, hey, man, don't. Don't sleep on Malik. Don't don't write him off yet. Fair. That's fair. I'm not going to write off Malik Davis just yet. But overreaction Monday. So if we're we're moving the needle here a little bit. We're moving the goalpost a little bit. Yeah. It looks like those are your three. But I don't care if you have a, 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 a Jerome Bettis on this team or not. I don't. Um, if you do, that's that's great. But again, it's going to have to be a guy that, okay, A, can he play special teams? Because you're going to be RB three or four in this team. And, and B, are you okay with only getting a rock a handful of times a game? You got Tony Pollard, and you're going to have a committee approach. That's how I look at it. So if that committee is, hey, Rico's going to get seven to 10, and then Deuce is going to get seven to 10, and that's how we do it, RB two, RB, I, I, at this point, I don't damn, I don't care. That man right there needs to get the rock on game days at least seven to ten times. And if he's feeling it, keep it going. Because this isn't a gadget player. This dude can run the rock. Yeah, he's a satellite guy because he can get out in space and make you miss. But this guy can actually tote the rock. Not saying he need to tote it 20, 25 times a game. But if you get into a situation where he is just, it's just tough on teams because he's running well, Hey, hey, we got him 15, 17 times this game. Maybe next game it's only 10. Right? So I don't really care what you want to label Deuce, bro. Scheme the ball. Need the ball. Super chat. FRK180 dropped 10. Appreciate you, man. He said, best show, best morning show in the business. That's what I'm aiming for, man. 
So I'm aiming for. I appreciate that, 180. Super chat. Uh, Chris dropped another one. He said, imagine Micah and D-Law with that interior D-line. And this is the thing about preseason. We're just, especially because our starters are not playing. We got to kind of envision that instead of seeing it. But we just know when you insert these type of players with, with what we're seeing on the interior. And I think all the interior guys, I think Osa, Neville. I think Neville had a, a solid outing too. Osa, uh, Neville, Bohanna, and Mozzie all showed that grit on the inside. So now when you throw out D-Law and Micah and you got Sam and Dorrance and hello Dante Fowler with the tackle for loss. Come on, man. Come on. Uh, Marcus Rowe. Super chat. He dropped five and said McCarthy caught a good game in the second half. Turned the deuce loose helped, but the O settled a bit and kept drives alive. About damn time. Yeah, I mean, again, on the, on the call in the game, I don't really know what you could gain from it, but but look, man, yeah, getting getting Deuce involved in that second quarter, uh, I think was big time. Or in the second half, I'm sorry, I think was big time. Because you needed to see what he and you knew you were going to see. You knew you, you knew at one point Deuce was going to be involved. And if you guys remember during all of this offseason talk, we had Deuce Vaughn as the MVP or whatever you want to call it, the most electric player of preseason. It's always the running back, but there we haven't had a running back like this. So whenever he got inserted in that game, you just knew that Deuce was going to do Deuce Vaughn things because he's like that in regards to making dudes miss in regards to being electric and explosive. And look, this ain't, again, Fred Warner and them boys out there. So he was definitely going to stand out, and that's exactly what he did. And that's what Smoke said. He said, look, man, I told Super you. Super chat. Oh, or first, I told you so, guy. I don't know who you told about Deuce Vaughn, us talking about Deuce Vaughn after the preseason game. We all knew we were going to be talking about Deuce Vaughn after the preseason game. And he says, Stevens as well. He says, we know what we know now. Go boys. Don't know what that means. But yeah, Deuce Vaughn, I think, is going to continue to be the MVP of the preseason, in my opinion. And he just dropped another one. Super chat. And he says, Sky, just think we played the Jaguars first team versus our second team and held our own on both sides. Just imagine with the first team, we come in like Deion say. Uh, I'm more impressed well, our first-team offense didn't do nothing against the Jaguars' first-team defense for the most part, except, say, Ferguson. Ferguson. I give Austin Richards, too. But I'm, I'm more impressed of our defense, what it did to their first-team offense. And if it wasn't for, for Kevontae Turpin, I don't think they get in the end zone. Kevontae Turpin's fumbles, and, you know, next thing you know, they have a third shot at it. And at some point, you know, those starters are going to overwhelm your backups at some point, but to start off the game, shit, they ain't do that. They ain't do that at all. A couple more came in as we were talking here. A bunch of them came in. Salute to y'all. Let's start at the bottom. Super chat. Brother L said, he dropped five. He said, the bomb squad is elite, man. The show within the show. Salute. Studio to be determined. Hashtag studio to be determined. I say this all the time. For those that are new, I'm telling you right now, you definitely want to hit that sub button. If you don't like me, cool. But the chat, the chat is fantastic. Sometimes it is definitely, I said this all the time, a show within the show, like L said. So uh, do your boy a favor, man. Hit that like button and, and join up. Subscribe and be a part of this thing. John Phelps. Super chat. He said, Deuce needs 8 to 12 a game and at least five targets per game. Jake Ferguson has proven why we should have went O-line in the second round. That last part is, is what everybody was saying. And y'all know how I feel. Never saw the need. 
I just never saw the need in the first or second round for a tight end. If you wanted to go tight end, I think you could have waited. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, loose schoolmaker is here. Let's hope he progresses and is able to kind of snatch that tight end two role because that tight end two is going to need to be able to block, right? And then and then be able to catch some passes when he needs to. So um, let's just continue to, to push for him. But yeah, we definitely need a line help for sure. B. Super chat. Drop five and said, yeah. Linebackers squabbling. Yeah, they was out there squabbling, bro. Yeah. They squabbling out there now. Yeah. Yeah. Overshone will be a legend. Two, Ferg as next Kelsey begins versus Giants. Three, TP and Deuce are going to get receptions. Yes. I mean, it's a lot to unpack right there, right? Uh, I'm going to start with the Ferg and TP uh, or just talk about them. Do I believe I love Romo 629111? Or do I believe Kelsey, who came out and said, hey man, that cat down there in Dallas is who I want is who I'm looking at. He's something. I'm gonna believe Kelsey. And he continues to show it. Uh what's good, Lamitra? What's happening in the chat? What's happening in the chat? You know, I, I've been I've been smoothing through the show here, but now I got time for the little bit of the mess. So what's happening in the chat? Don't let me come through here and see what's good. Uh, and then Randy Stites dropped another one. Appreciate you. Super chat. I told you the, the the heel sky is here. I'm tired of the mess. Uh, he dropped five and said with Zach at 33, 32, but about to be 30. With two years left on his current deal, are you willing to start a new deal when he's 35? I see why JJ is playing hardball. Like, I see both sides, but we're talking about Zach Martin. Figure it out. Get him on the field. Randy Stites, you watched that, right? You, you watched what happened yesterday, right? You've been watching camp, right? Figure it out. Get on the field. I don't, I don't care who has to cave. I don't care if you have to make, uh, you know, compromises on both sides. Get your best offensive lineman on that damn field because he's needed. You do not have a reliable interior guy right now. So... As I said from the beginning of this whole thing, I get both sides. I do. I can care less than Zach Martin's 32. Zach Martin is playing a position where you can play at an elite level well into your 30s, and he's still playing at that level. Zach Martin is the best guard in the National Football League at 32, turning 33. I don't care if you have to extend him to 35. It doesn't. That doesn't bother me not one bit. You know? I'm trying to win six. If you're worried about capping 2026, 2027... Then you ain't trying to win six. You worried about capping 2026, 2027. You know, but I get it, right? You got the contract. You got to play it out, as everybody says. But they can easily say, you know what? We're moving off cut. Just like that. So I'm not, I'm over that, man. We got football to talk about. So uh, we good in the chat. We good in the chat. I can't find what happened. Usually, I scroll up, you know, and I and I find a mess. But but it seemed like I can't find a mess. So I'll leave it at that. Not going to end a fantastic show with the mess. Well, a little bit of mess here. Jojo, <laughs> Jojo dropped too. This is strange. Super chat. Sign Jamil Showers as backup quarterback. Greer sucks. 
Hey, dog. I mean, Will Greer is the third string quarterback, by the way. Cooper Rush is the backup quarterback. Uh, Cooper Rush, I think, has earned the the trust of this team and his coaching staff. Uh, Will Greer is his quarterback three. I know you're joking about Jamil Showers. At least I hope you are. Um, but I mean, I'm not about to be tripping about corner quarterback three. Um, if he has to be answered in the game, at least he can move around. But I'll leave it at that. Good stuff today. You can catch me later on on the Vach Lombardi live show about 315. We will be covering this game again this time with the analysis and observations of the one and only my brother Vach Lombardi. Should be a great show, man. I, not should be. Will be a great show. So make sure y'all come through. Uh, A to Z Sports Primetime. Later tonight, Mo recapped the game yesterday. He'll continue to do that. Today, we'll probably hear from more players and coaches. So we'll have a little bit more to talk about tomorrow. And honestly, we're, we'll pick up. Because again, we covered a lot today. We did. But I still feel like there's small things that we can still hit on tomorrow. And uh, I'll hear from you guys again on the Pulse of the Nation hotline. And uh, just continue, man. Continue with this amazing season and i think the cowboys are going to have but football is back it's back ladies and gentlemen all right love y'all to death let me go ahead and press this button get up out of here appreciate y'all bomb squad day ones do me a favor man if you're new just understand this is the tip of the iceberg. We, every morning, Monday through Friday, we're going to crush it for y'all. We're going to crush it. New PC should be here this week, too. So, woo, it's about to be crazy, man. It's about to be crazy. Brother L said he didn't hear the yeah drop. Yeah. Let me talk to you.